And now, coming to you from over 65 million years ago, all the way from the badlands of Montana to the far reaches of Mongolia, follow him on Dino Day Paleo Adventures on Facebook or YouTube. Welcome to Hell Creek and Back with Dino Dave Fuquay. Stood there boldly, sweating in the sun. Felt like a million. Felt like number one. The height of summer, I'd never felt that strong. Like a rock. That was the first verse of Bob Seger's 1986 song, Like a Rock. There is a certain percentage of our population that are fascinated by rocks, myself included. I'm going to tell you why. Every rock has a story, and every rock is its own testament to time and eternity. Montana is nicknamed the Treasure State. One treasure of eastern Montana is the Montana Moss Agate. It can only be found in the Glendive area, and most specifically the Yellowstone River. When I go agate hunting with my brother, a premier agate hunter himself, I think it's fascinating to walk along the river channels and just glance from rock to rock. Some are red, some are yellow, some are green, some are layered, all different shaped. Each rock performed by heat and pressure or both with respect to which combination of minerals at one time causing them to have their own unique characteristic. And the Montana moss agate? Well, our theories are for another episode, but we do infer that they all form during one singular geologic event. Like a rock. The sixth verse of Bob Seger's Like a Rock says, 20 years now, where'd they go? 20 years, I don't know. I sit and wonder sometimes where they've gone. I was 14 years old when that song came out. And when I heard that verse, it was hard for me to fathom what it was like for 20 years to go by that fast. It didn't seem possible to my 14-year-old mind at the time. That verse actually haunted me as it seemed like an eternity to have to live that long to get to that point. Well, now, sometimes late at night, when I'm bathed in the firelight, that moon comes calling a ghostly white. I do not wonder anymore. I do not wonder how 20 years can go by so fast. I used to think eternity was a long time. Impossible, actually, for my mind to grasp eternity, or any mind. But I think I get it now. The older I get, my concept of time and frame of reference changes each year. The years go by faster and faster, and the years are becoming shorter and shorter. If there is an eternity, then at this rate, eternity would feel like an instant, like a rock. I would stare at each of these different rocks, all with different characteristics according to the source from which they were formed in a geologic instant. The greater population probably thinks that us rock people who love rocks are weirdos. Let them. I believe there is no such thing as weird. Weird is only defined as not being like the rest. The Montana moss agate is a bit valuable. And the very reason it is valuable is because it is not like the rest of the rocks. I was out in the Four Union Formation this summer, which is a geologic formation that was formed just after the KPG extinction event that wiped out the dinosaurs. I was in a place 
I have never been before, which is always the most fun for me. I never know what's around the corner. That's just the way I like it. Well, I came across the most impressive petrified forest. I was astounded. It looked as if Medusa herself visited the area 60 million years ago and turned every living thing to stone. Once again, the wonders of Glendive geology came through. I stared at one of the tree stumps. That tree was once filled with carbon, the building block of life. Now it had been replaced with silicates from the 60-year-old river system that ended the tree's life, but instead immortalized by turning it to rock. I stared some more. I thought of my nephew's Legos. My nephew had a box full of Legos, and each individual Lego had its own different shape and different color. And each time he would build something out of those individual Legos and make something different. He would then dismantle it, put those pieces in the box, and then in the next day reorganize it, those same Legos, into something completely different. I stared at the petrified wood some more. I know that I, I am filled with carbon molecules, or Legos per se, those same building blocks that once made this 60 million year, million year old tree that once had every carbon molecule replaced with silicates. Would it not be possible, at least slightly, that at least one of those carbon molecules that built that living tree then was disassembled and reorganized just like my nephew did with his Legos and is now a part of me? Could it not be possible then that I was staring at an immortalized relic of myself? I could have been staring at myself, possibly. I have a friend who was the toughest guy I had ever known, and his name was Jason. He was the nicest guy, too, but somehow he'd end up in all these fights. Usually it was a form of justice to those who may have deserved it, but Jason had never lost a fight. I wanted to be as tough as Jason, but the only, the only fight I, had, I was ever in was in second grade. And even then, we had these winter coats on the size of Randy on Christmas Story. We both swung as hard as we could, and neither of us could feel a thing. But Jason was also a mountain climber. What better way to prove how tough you are than to climb a mountain? One summer, Jason had plans to climb Granite Peak. It was on his mountain climbing bucket list. The highest peak in Montana was Granite Peak. And to go along with this theme, one amazing rock. He was going with his climbing buddy and he asked, or maybe I just invited myself, I can't remember. But anyway, I got to come along. I was very inexperienced and didn't want to go buy a bunch of expensive mountain climbing clothes. So I borrowed some nice alpaca skin type of warm pants to summit with from my brother-in-law who did also do some mountain climbing. Being as inexperienced as I was, I was a bit nervous as I did not want to be the weakest link since I halfway invited myself. I did not want to be a burden. Well, I did get off to a good start because we didn't start driving until dark. I was in the back seat and this was before the GPS days. Both he and his friend were lost and could not find the trailhead after a couple hours of driving. It was almost two in the morning now and I finally said, you guys go to sleep, let me drive, I'll get us there. I was pretty good at reading maps. Once I took the meal, I took to those gravel roads as I always do, just like Dale Earnhardt. 
I was tired, cranky, but I knew how to get us there. But Jason and his friend did not sleep. They just rode there silent, praying. But I fulfilled my word, and in the dust-filled, in a dust-filled jiffy, we made the trailhead and set up camp. Now I felt like part of the team. Jason and I were not close enough that we had ever been in the same car with me, and that's when he later told our same acquaintances a quote that I can't quite say word for word in this format, but it became my mantra. Jason said to my other friends, Dad Dave, he's crazy as you know what, but he'll get you there. Anyway, my hike up the mountain the next day was great. I kept pace just fine, but that was easy. Just a trailhead, nothing technical. We set up camp near the top of the mountain, and in the morning we would summit. I couldn't help but notice all the rocks that were directly from the source. They were so jagged. But I would see these same types of rocks along the Yellowstone River, but by the time they traveled 250 miles to Glendive, they would all be smooth. Morning came, and it was time to summit. I was nervous. I wasn't quite sure what I got myself into. I could see Granite Peak and it looked fairly gnarly. The weather at this elevation was so cold I had to put on my brother-in-law's special alpaca pants. I tried them on briefly when I first got them, but I didn't walk in them. It was a disaster. Literally, every third step I would have to pull these pants up. It was way too cold not to use them. Step, step, pull. Step, step, pull. It got to be where I had one hand on the pants at all times. I could see Granite Peak and could see it was going to get into some real climbing soon. These pants were going to be the death of me, literally. I couldn't turn back now. Granite Peak had been on Jason's goal for a long time, and I invited myself, at least halfway, I couldn't be the reason to turn back. I just stuck with it. Step, step, pull, step, step, pull. Oh, we had such a long way to go, too. Jason started to get his carabiners ready. Oh no, I thought. There's no way I could climb anything in these pants that didn't fit. I think now I felt like they did while I was driving in the car to get there the night before. I didn't know how to get out of this one. I know it's stupid to think like this, but turning back was not an option. I couldn't be that guy. But if I got near the technical part with these pants, I'd be toast. I stared again at Granite Peak, which was now covered by a white clouds. Oh, I was surely going to die. Then, only five minutes later, as I pulled my pants up for the hundredth time, a blizzard from nowhere appeared. I was so happy. Jason and his friends started swearing. They planned for this summit for a long time. It was a big deal to them. Jason, our leader and skilled mountain climber, knew how to play it safe and smart. I'm sorry, guys. I don't think we can go on. Are you sure, I said? I knew how to play my cards just right. Yeah, I'm afraid so. This is a nasty blizzard, with maybe a few more colorful words. Aw, oh, man, I acted bummed, but Shakespeare said all the world is a stage, and I was hamming it up big time because I was ecstatic. My life and my manlyhood had been saved from this blizzard, and it was the only thing that could have possibly saved me. Saved me from the biggest, highest rock in Montana. Like a rock. That's right, Bob Seeger. Like a rock. If one wants to look into the mysteries of creation, time, and eternity, they are all in those boring things we call rocks. We are just brief, mere moments in time. But like Bob Seeger, 
I could quote Whitney Houston's song one moment, one moment in time, but in my opinion, ironically, that would feel like an eternity. Four and a half billion years on this earth, and it's finally our time. A blink of an eye. But I say, are we in our lives not like rocks themselves? Each of our lives are formed differently according to our experiences and genetic makeup. All distinctly like the channel bed I would go rock hounding along the Yellowstone. Rocks that were all formed in a geologic instant. Our short lives are an instant, but we are all like a rock. The soft ones crumble, but the rocks that were built by heat or pressure or in other words, much adversity are usually the strongest and most beautiful. Those are the rocks like the Montana moss agate that are picked. Those are the rocks that go through adversity to be strong and beautiful. No matter what heat and pressure or adversity our lives have to go through, may all our lives be like a beautiful rock. You have listened to To Hell Creek and Back with Dino Dave. We'll see you next time. Find more about Dino Dave at TreasureStateRadio.com. You are listening to the Treasure State Radio Network.